Awesome. Well, how many are ready for Christmas? I'm not, but I have to be, so praise the Lord. Y'all look wonderful today. Delighted you're here. You know, it's just good to know God loves us. And, you know, Christmas really uh, reminds all of us that we can respond to the love of the Father. We We can receive it. We can accept the beauty of the gospel, the beauty of Jesus, the beauty of the Lamb of God, but it's a important for us as believers to, to live out the reality of what we believe. And sometimes this is where we have trouble in our personal lives, our trouble within our cultures, because our cultures all over the world are really more anti-Christ. They're anti, you know, uh, the, 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 the revelation and the understanding of Jesus to some degree. And so sometimes we hide in our little shell and we're not very bold or very public about our faith. But, you know, when you carry the truth of the gospel of of Christ or Christmas. Christmas simply means Christ means anointing. Mass means celebration. celebration. So Christmas or Christ mass means the celebration really of the anointing. But in the New Testament, the anointing is within. In the Old Testament, the anointing came upon people. But the the, the clarification, Jesus came to usher in a new new system, a a a a new covenant. Uh, uh, the kingdom, and, and it's not an exterior kingdom that we all try to fix. It's the interior kingdom, that the kingdom of God is in you, that Christ is in you. So I want to take one of the little narratives of Christmas and uh, talk to you today about something that is just stirring in my spirit that I really, really like because I think it, it moves you, it, it, it helps you, it blesses you. How many of you have been reading Josh's book, the devotional. Many of you doing that? Heidi and I read it every, every day. It's just magnificent, the truth. And uh, I would encourage you to get that. Do we still have some left out there? Here's what I'm going to do today. How much are they? $10 or something? Um, yeah, usually. Okay, let's have them $10 today. Or, eight, or what, are, what are they here? Uh, we were doing them at cost. At seven do- okay, they're $7. That's the cost, I guess, that they paid to get them done? They're $7. If you don't have $7, they're on me today, okay? Just say, it's on, it's on keep. But here's the thing. I want you to read it. It's, it'll move you. It'll help you. Now, you can't just read one a day. You have to read two a day because we're halfway through the month, okay? <laughs> but but I, I, I want you to do it in faith today, and we'll have somebody back there, and uh, you can just put your $7 in the little bucket there, or you can just take one uh, today if you'll read it, if you'll read it, because it'll stir you like, it's, like it stirred me. So I want to talk to you a little bit today about what happens when you embrace really Christ uh, in a way that, 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 that changes everything about you. And this is really the beauty of the gospel. I want to talk to you about the courage to carry, the courage to carry Christ in you. See, a lot of us say we're believers, we have Christ in us, but we don't have a lot of courage in our world. You know, we, we, we're pretty timid about our faith because... We really sometimes don't know what we really believe, you know, and we're kind of sensitive about what everybody says or feels or thinks. But there's always little uh, resistance and ridicule if you're carrying Christ. And this is really the message that Mary presents and Joseph presents about their assignment, the assignment that God gave them from, from the heavenly host, the angels that appeared to them or the dreams they were given. They were given an assignment to carry Christ in you. And it's a picture of the new covenant. 
It's a picture of the revelation of what's going to happen to all of us who believe and receive the greatest gift that ever came in his birth and in his death. And of course, his birth gives us a picture of his death in the sense that he was, he was laid in a manger, a stone cut out manger, wrapped in clothes, kind of the, the sign of his death to, to redeem all of us. But Mary had to receive a word to have courage. I find in my life, to have courage, I need a word from the heart of God. This is why, you know, coming to church is a, is a big deal, I think. It, it coming to, especially listen to somebody like Josh week in and week out, because he'll load you up, huh? You're like, jeez, man, he, 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 he's got a lot of depth in, in, in teaching and in, in beauty and strength, but it, it, it can be heavy. But see, you need a word that comes alive in you for the courage to, to live it out and, and let Christ live through you and manifest through you. So let's, let's look at this assignment. You can follow along with me. They'll have some of the verses as well on the screen. But Luke chapter 1, verse 26. Now in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin, betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph. Good old Joe, huh? Of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary, and having come in the angel, said to her, Rejoice, highly favored one, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. But when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying. Has the gospel ever troubled you? Like, man, can this be? Do I really have favor? Is God really with me? Does it ever trouble you or startle you like that? It does me. All the time. The angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for behold, you have found favor with God. I love that verse. Verse 31, And behold, you will conceive in your womb. You'll bring forth a son. You'll call his name Jesus, and Jesus will be great. He'll be called the Son of the Highest. The Lord God will give the throne of his father David, and he'll reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom, there will be no end. Then Mary said to the angel, how can this be since I do not know a man? I've not had any inti intimate relationships with a man. I'm a virgin girl. How, how can this be? And the angel said to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. Wow, that'll, that'll stagger your mind. The Holy Spirit is going to rest on you. The power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore, that Holy One who is born will be called the Son of God. Now, indeed, Elizabeth, your, your, your relative, your cousin, has also conceived a son in her old age. You and your young age, supernaturally, by the, by the Holy Ghost. But Elizabeth, in, the, in, in her old age, just based on a promise of the word. And uh, she's conceived in her old age. Now, this is the sixth month with her, who is called barren. In other words, the angel gave her uh, examples to help build her faith. And what, what happens when your faith is built up in a word? You can, you can say something because the example was to prove that with God, there's nothing that's impossible. And then verse 38 says, Mary said, Behold, the maidservant of the Lord, let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. Do you know that Mary's assignment for Christmas was to have the courage to carry Christ in you. She had to believe that Christ wouldn't just be with her, 
Christ would be in her. Now you're going to see when, when, when Joseph has a dream, because he needed some encouragement to take this girl to be his wife, because she was found with child. And that's kind of a taboo, you know. He said, I've not known this girl, huh? And he needed a supernatural dream, encouragement. And in the dream, the revelation of Jesus, his name, salvation for all people. And he's going to be Emmanuel, God with us. But God with us for the new covenant believer is God in us. It's a different feel. It's, it's nice to have somebody walking with me, you know, like if I'm a teammate, like for the World Cup. It's, it's nice to have teammates that are with you. But it's nicer to have somebody in me empowering me, living through me, the Christ life through me. So the courage to carry Christ in you. I think this is what Christmas really is about for me right now this year. It's to have the courage to carry the revelation. Christ is in me. And I'm going to live boldly. I'm going to live with confidence. I'm not going to live with the fear of the systems of man or the world systems. Because the world system, you know the world system. They'll make you try to comply to the world's thinking, the world's way of doing. And we got to be strong in the Lord and say, no, Christ is in us. You would think that uh, with the revelation of Christ in you, that everything would just be hunky-dory. You know that, what that means? I don't either, but I think it means everything's going to be all right. <laughs> you know, I'm a little Midwest boy, a little farm boy, so I have sayings that uh, my family said through the years that I still say, and I don't even know what they mean, but hunky-dory, I guess it means that everything's going to be all right. But you know, really, when Mary said yes to the assignment, when Joseph, I'm not going to take time for sake of time this morning to read, but you can read it on your own. It's Matthew chapter 1, verse 18 through 24. It gives the whole exchange, another supernatural experience to equip a young man to take Mary as his wife and believe the supernatural happened, that Christ is in her. The brother is strong. I like, Joe. I like old Joseph. The brother, the brother had courage to carry the revelation. Christ is in us. And they did it as a couple. She, of course, Mary, was the delivering force, the, the, the mama agent, so to speak. But she, they both needed a word. You know, if you're discouraged, you know what you need? You need a word. If you're depressed about this year, you know what you need? You need a word. If you're discouraged about the new year, you know what you, you need a word. And you know what? When you carry Christ in you, I will not promise everything will be hunky-dory. You know what happened to Mary and Joseph? When they had Jesus and had a manifestation of Christ in them, they had nothing but trouble with government. Huh? Remember, Herod came to kill everybody when he heard a king was born. I tell you, when, when you understand you and I can carry the revelation of the kingdom of God and Christ is in us, it, it, it frustrates people who don't understand, whose eyes aren't open. But this is the beauty of what you and I have as a new covenant Christian. The new covenant believer can understand the mystery that's revealed in us. You know, I was thinking as we were worshiping back there, I was in the back, uh, enjoyed the worship, by the way, worship team, you guys did a great job, but... Um, I was thinking, you know, the Bible, Peter, the apostle, said, you're born again. You carry Christ by being born again. 
You're born again by the incorruptible seed, the Word of God, Jesus, the Lamb of God. Huh? You're born again when you, when, you, when you believe, when you receive. And then this is what Jesus said to the Apostle Paul, really, about this whole mystery of Christ in you that's, that's preached. He said to open their eyes, he's, this is Acts 26, Verse 18, to open their eyes in order to turn them from darkness to light. You know, when Christ is in you, you go from darkness to light. You, 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 you have a different revelation. You, did with, you live with a different, a different desire, a different passion. You, you live in the, in the realm of new creation. Huh? He said to turn them from darkness to light, from the power of Satan to God, that they may receive the forgiveness of sins and the inheritance among those who are sanctified by faith in me. The mystery is revealed that Christ is in you. And this is what happens when Christ is in you. It takes courage to carry Christ in you. In our world today, it's, it takes courage to stand up and say, no, I'm a believer. Oh, you're one of those born again kind. Yep. Mark it up. I believe Christ is in me. I believe the Lamb of God's taken away my sin, and I'm so excited about it. And so the, the, the world's going to mock you just like Jesus had his, uh, has his elements when he was young and even through his whole ministry. The whole resistance to what his life represented and what his redemption was going to uh, accomplish. Look at Colossians chapter 1, verse 27. This is what Paul says to the believers, the church there. He says, to them God uh, willed to make known what are the riches of the glory of the mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ." In you, it's the hope of glory. See, do you have the courage to carry Christ in me? I, I've been waking up, uh, you know, because I, you know, talk to Heidi about different things I, in my heart or that I feel like I want to share. And, but I, I, I wake up with the revelation. I tell myself the truth. I, I have courage today. I'm not going to just fade away because of the pressure of life. And my goodness, life has lots of pressures, doesn't it, huh? And you know, I, I know we, we you, you all probably sense pressures at the end of the year, but we do in the ministry, and so many people have so many needs, and you know, sometimes me, Josh, the others who get, get all the requests and needs and, and overwhelming, it, it can be overwhelming. But what, what gives me courage for everything about every part of my life, every part of my, Christ is in me. And I'm gonna move forward in faith and rejoice, and His glory is gonna manifest. So the new creation is the beauty of what Jesus has done. Look at 2 Corinthians 5.17. Here's that promise. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. I love it. Look at Galatians 3, verse 27. For as many of you who were baptized into Christ in his death, you know, you and I were included in his death and, and in, in his burial and in his risenness. It says, if, if you believe this, if you've been baptized with Christ, you, you put on Christ. In other words, what's on the inside is on the outside. You, you begin to show it. You know, it's one thing, have you ever met somebody who said they're pregnant and they're, they're four weeks along? You, you couldn't tell, they're not showing, right? But when you mature in Christ, when you mature to a place of, 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 of spiritual growth, it's, it's a beautiful thing. It's an amazing thing. But this is where you put on Christ. Where Christ becomes visible in your life and in your world and where you work and where you live. And in the midst of everything that's contrary to Christ, you're the light. 
I remember when uh, Heidi was pregnant with uh, our boys and, uh, you know, when she, late in the pregnancy, you know, when she was like great with child. And she was the most beautiful thing in the world to me. I would, she had a glow. And I have this picture that, you know, that this was all before digital pictures and I didn't have a camera and, you know, so we don't have many pictures, but I have this one picture somewhere in the archives of the, if we can f find it wherever it's filed, but a beautiful picture of her out watering flowers. The first house we ever had in, in, uh, in Granada Hills uh, on El Oro Way, the Gold Way. Hallelujah. I was preparing for heaven. Hallelujah. On the Gold Way. But I remember she's out watering flowers and there's a picture of her. She's just great with child. And she's got the hose and watering the little flowers and beautiful. There's something about people who show Christ. If Christ is in you, mature in Christ. Give yourself to the gospel. Give yourself to the word. Be a doer of the word. And, and let's begin to reveal Christ. Let there be a manifestation of the goodness of God in our life. Christmas gives you the opportunity to bring the heavenly strength and quality and, and purposes in your, in your natural environment. Because Christ is in you. You believed it. You said, be it unto me according to the word. And everything changes. It's a wonderful, wonderful thing. Look at the Romans 13, verse 14. But put on the Lord Jesus and make no provision for the flesh. Oh, what a bummer, huh? Put on the Lord Jesus and make no provision for the flesh. How many of you know, we all know, the flesh wants to always have a voice, huh? The flesh always has an opinion. Even when you tell the flesh to shut up, the flesh always wants to have an opinion because we're comfortable. You know, we're comfortable making our decisions in the sense realm. Taste, touch, feel, you know. It's difficult. You know, we, we're, we're instructed to walk by faith, not by sight. Well, it's one thing to say hallelujah to it. It's another thing to live it out. Because the flesh always wants to have a voice. But the Bible says, if you're showing Christ because Christ is in you and you're having the courage to carry Christ into your daily life, you make no provision. You make no provision for the flesh. This is one way you and I know if we have the courage to carry Christ when there's resistance. You make no provision for the flesh. I wish I could tell you I could do that perfectly. I would have Heidi testify that I can, but she's not here. She's in the kids' church, so she can't testify. Hallelujah. Because I, I, I can't do it perfectly. I can't. You know, I'm still in an earth suit. So it just shows me that every day this, this, this guy has to enjoy Jesus and be loved by Jesus and daily make a decision. Today I have the courage to carry Christ is in me. I believe that. That's, that's the truth about me today. And throughout my day, Christ is in me. I'm living out the reality of Christmas every day. I'm going to celebrate the anointing that's in me because I'm born again by the incorruptible seed, the word Jesus. I'm a new person. I'm a new creation, and I'm going to wear Christ. I'm going to put on Christ. I make no provision for the flesh. Y'all real quiet. Hallelujah. Isn't that wonderful? Look at Ephesians chapter 4, verse 20 through verse 24. But you have not so learned Christ, if indeed you have heard and have been taught 
by him as the truth is in Jesus. Everybody wants to know the truth about something. Listen, Jesus is my life. Jesus is my healing. He's my healing. Christ is my wisdom. Christ is my whole, Jesus is my everything. I got nothing else going for me. And I love to be so immersed in the revelation that Jesus is the only truth that really matters for me. He triumphs over all. He reigns. He's king of kings. He's Lord of lords. It says the truth is in Jesus, verse 22, that you put off concerning the former conduct, the old, the old stuff, the old flesh life, the old man, the old natural, you know, human way to do things. It grows corrupt according to the deceitful lust. Verse 23, be renewed in the spirit of your mind. You put on the new man, Christ, in you, which is created according to God in true righteousness and holiness. You know, to live these kind of life, there's so many verses. I had to take half of them out because there's so many of them, but it takes courage to live in the reality Christ is in me. It, ta it takes courage. You have to be a bold believer. You have to, you have to really have a... Here, here, here's what I... Courage requires an encounter. Let me say it again. Courage requires an encounter. Mary only had courage for her calling because she had a word, supernaturally. Joseph only had courage to carry Christ in because he had a word, supernaturally. And this is why when the word preached, it becomes so important. When Josh preaches, it's not just something natural. It's a supernatural thing that the Holy Spirit is equipping him through his preparation to bring the saints, the, the flock in his domain here, a word. And through a simple word, you can, you, can, you can shift anything. You know, the greatest things in my little life of, of, of expressing the beauty of Jesus come in a simple phrase, a simple word, quickened by, by the Holy Spirit. You know, a, a, a scripture changes everything. That's why I make it a priority to hear the word. That's why, that's why I make it a priority to have a little devotional thing every day. That's why, that's why I make it a priority every day to use my big old mouth and say something to myself about the word. Because every day I need courage to carry the beauty of my calling and my assignment for another day, let alone another year. Sometimes just another day. Lord, help me through the... Have any of you had that prayer? Lord Jesus, help me through the day. Hallelujah. Help, just, just help me. Help, help, help me, Lord. Hmm? I, pr I pray like that at times. I have the courage to carry Christ in me because <clears throat> courage requires an encounter. It requires a word, a revelation with the living word, Jesus, so you can believe it. You know, there's a lot of people, oh, I don't believe the Bible. I don't, well, you've never had an encounter with it. Oh, I don't believe this Jesus in a manger thing, all this stuff that the city puts down there in the square and this and Churches put up and homes. I, I don't believe there's a little fairy tale like Santa Claus. It's a fairy tale. Well, you need a living word. You need an encounter with a word so you have courage to carry the revelation. Christ is in me. I'm a new creation. My sins are forgiven. I've turned from darkness to light, from the power of Satan to the power of God. It's awesome. When you have an encounter, you gain your courage so you can believe, so you can receive, so you can... You can really live it out. Mary and Joseph had the government chased her down. 
to kill Jesus. They had to flee to Egypt. Remember that? They were refugees. You, you and I think we got it tough now and then because we're short of money or can't pay our rent or, you know, whatever. They, they, they fled for their life. They're refugees in Egypt. And I know we all have hard, hard things in our lives. All of us do in different ways and different dimensions, and maybe some are worse than others. Of course they are. But, but Jesus, Jesus, he's acquainted with all of our messes. It's amazing. So the more you're showing, the more you're ridiculed. The more you're manifesting Jesus, the more you're mocked. Just go public with your faith. See how it goes. You'll be ridiculed, you'll be mocked. But there will be someone. Who needs what you say. So say it anyway. Look at Jesus said, Matthew 10, verse 21 and verse 22. Now brother will deliver up brother to death. Isn't that exciting? What a wonderful family. And a father his child. Oh my goodness. And children will rise up against their parents. Oh my, 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 my. And cause them to be put to death. And, and you will be hated, Jesus said, by all for my name's sake. But he who endures to the end will be saved. Doesn't that sound exciting? Do you know when you, when you count the cost to carry Christ in your world? It's a sober thing. But that's our personal assignment. That's what we have to do. We have to live out and bring Christmas. We need to display Christmas every day. How you do it? You carry Christ. You have the courage to carry Jesus To your world. Look at it, it says Galatians chapter 4. I got to hurry up. I'm almost, almost through. Galatians chapter 4, verse 19. My little children for whom I labor in birth until Christ is formed in you. See, we have to come to a place where we say we will not compromise. Nothing. We'll not compromise our faith will not compromise the strength of the gospel. will not compromise in our flesh. We're going to come to full maturity in Christ. We're going to live a showing life, a telling life. We're going to go and tell. Go tell it on the mountains. Go tell it everywhere. Go and show Jesus. Be bold, be strong. The Lord's with you. Because the Lord is in you. Christ is in you. Look at John chapter 15, verse 18 through 20. Jesus said, if the world hates you, you know that it hated me before it hated you. Isn't that comforting? <laughs> if you were of this world, the world would love its own. That's why I know the world doesn't like me much. I'm not of the world. I don't got time for it. That's why I guess I'm not celebrated by the world. huh? Jesus said so. Yet because you're not of this world, I chose you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. Remember the word that I said to you, a servant is not greater than the master. 
If the world persecuted me, they're going to persecute you. If they kept my word, they will keep yours also. Let's carry the revelation of Jesus, friends. Sometimes your family not going to like it. Your kids aren't going to like it. The kids, you know, kids grow up and get smart, don't they, huh? They know everything more than the parents. And they go and they got their friends. And their friends shape their thinking. And they come back and the parent doesn't know nothing or whatever, you know. Just hold your peace. Just pray for the loved ones. They're God's kids anyway. All your relatives, don't worry about it. But just be bold in Christ. Carry the revelation of the Lamb of God because somebody needs to hear what you have to say and somebody needs to see the way you live when the whole world's living differently. It's very important. Here's real quick the fruit or the result of carrying Christ in you. Four things. The fruit or the results of carrying Christ in you. Number one, it affects your attitude and emotions. When you have the revelation, Christ is in me, I am redeemed, it affects your emotions. Depression has no more uh, place to stay. Christ in you affects your attitude or emotions. Mary, you know, after she had that confrontation with Gabriel and the assignment and she had the courage to say, be it unto me according to the word. Huh? She had the courage to carry Christ in you. She immediately went to her cousin Elizabeth because the testimony about Elizabeth was the miracle happened to her too. She goes into the presence of Elizabeth. And Elizabeth sings with an announcement. And then Mary sings. And Mary sings, my soul magnifies the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God my Savior. He's done great things. So it affects your attitude and your your emotions, it can put a little joy in your heart. It can actually put a smile on your face. When the whole world's falling apart, you can still have peace and joy. It affects your attitude and emotion. Number two, it affects your, your assurance of salvation. You know, the, the revelation Christ in you. You know, when, when, when things are rough in life, when, 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 when your flesh fails, you still have the revelation, Jesus is never going to leave you or forsake you. Christ is in you. You have to tell yourself Christ is in you. It, it, it really is an assurance that you're redeemed. That you're not on your own. That you don't have to figure it out. That you never have to save yourself. Jesus is always your Savior. Even on your worst day. So it affects the assurance you have for salvation because Jesus is your salvation. Here's what it says in 1 Corinthians 1, verse 30. But of him, you're in Christ Jesus, who's become for us wisdom and righteousness, sanctification and redemption. Christ in you, you in him. It's a beautiful thing. Number three, real quick, affects how you live. You know, you, when you have the courage to carry Christ in you, 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 you don't stay silent. You know, I was watching something online. There was a little video clip about some famous pastor back in uh, like Tennessee or someplace. And he was doing a little thing. And he was saying about in his church, his massive church, he says 99% of my people in this great church has never led anybody to Jesus. And he was in, in going on and on about this, this little statistic about in his own church. And he said, listen, if Christ is in us, we have to share Christ. It takes courage to tell people, hey, listen, can I pray for you? I serve a God who can help you. 
Do you have the courage to let's pray? I mean, what we're doing now doesn't seem to be working. Can, can we pray? Can we trust God? Are we bold enough to invite people to church? Do we ever witness to anybody? Or have we lost our courage? Well, maybe you need a stronger word. Maybe you need a word again that is refreshed in your spirit to recognize what you have and who you are in Christ. Because the fruit or the result of the courage to carry Christ, we should tell somebody. We should, we should bless somebody. We should pray for We should help somebody. We, 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 should, we should let Christ show himself in our lives. And it's really what the Great Commission is. You all know the Great Commission, Matthew 28, 18 through 20, talks about the Great Commission to go into all the world, make disciples. That's what Donald and Margie are doing with uh, Faye Mutual in, in all the Latin country, making disciples. Yeah. It's, 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 it's what we're here for, really. And you only can do it if you're, you're, you're bold enough to to carry the revelation of Christmas. Christ in me. The Lamb of God has come. He's reconciled me. The last and final thing is this. It affects your future. If you have the courage to carry Christ in you, it'll affect your future. Not just this life, in next week, in next month, and hopefully when you're an older person, like me, or hopefully even older you know, when you're 102 or whatever, it, it, it can make you strong and can give you purpose every day of your life. You can have purpose. But then when we exit this earth suit, hallelujah for that last breath, huh? We're out of here, huh? And we're with the Lord, the Bible says. We just go to sleep. The Bible says about the believer, we don't really die. We go to sleep. And we exit that last breath, and I've had the courage to carry Christ. It affects your future. You're with the Lord. And you know what? You get, a, you get a crown of life. It's presented to you. A crown of righteousness, what the Bible says. It affects your future. It affects, it affects, it affects uh, the reality of the redemption that Jesus has, has provided for you. Of course, in that day, you know, you just lay the crown at his feet anyways. But it's a beautiful thing. You got something in your hands to lay there. It's a wonderful thing. Jesus, Lamb of God, you've reconciled me forever. You've come. You're God with us. And now you're God in us. I'm a new covenant man. I'm in Christ Jesus. Did you all enjoy the word today? Give the Lord a shout, somebody. Josh, come. Josh is going to lead you in communion. I'm going to lead you in prayer. Let's all pray. Father, these are your beautiful people. Those watching online today and any broadcasting stream, those in this sanctuary. Father, we bless them now in Jesus' name. We thank you for this Christmas season. We thank you for Mary, for Joseph. We thank you for the roles they played and the courage they had to walk with the revelation God you gave that Christ in them can change everything. Father, we thank you for your goodness and grace in this place. Meet every need and let there be refreshment in joy, in peace, and give greater courage to every person within the sound of my voice. And Father, I pray for people who have never embraced the revelation of Jesus, who've never been born again by the incorruptible seed, who've never received the Lamb of God, that right now they could just open their heart wide and say yes and amen and say, Jesus, I receive your love. I receive your life in me. Thank you that I am forgiven. Thank you that I walk in light. Thank you that I'm born again now in Jesus' name. Father, give us the courage to pray things. Give us the courage to say things. 
Father, help us not to live with any kind of disappointment in any way, shape, or form. We thank you for it, Father, in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen. God bless you.